So, um, yeah, we've got this Bible dictionary. So um, let me actually throw this up on the screen just in case somebody doesn't have it um, so that we can reference off of it. Um, so the Bible dictionary entry for Jesus. Uh, we'll tackle that one first. So it has three different um, entries, I guess, or sub-entries. And the first is the Greek form of the name Joshua or Jeshua, meaning God is help or savior. And so there's a, a reference to Joshua, the son of Nun, uh, who is spoken of in Acts 7, 4, or 7.45 and Hebrew 4.8. And then the second entry says the name given by Joseph to the savior of the world at his circumcision in accordance with the direction of the angel Gabriel. The name was not an uncommon one among the Jews. An outline of the chief events of his earthly life can be found in the harmony of the gospels in the appendix. A list of references bearing on the doctrine of his person is given in this dictionary under the heading of Christ, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. And then the third is a Roman Christian mentioned by Paul. So I found it interesting that Jesus was not an uncommon name because I don't know, I, I think of it pretty common today, but back then I, I don't know if I would have uh, heard that much, like um, especially that, that Roman Christian um, that is named that, um, and he's mentioned by Paul. I, I wonder if that Roman Christian had that name prior to his conversion, or if he was born um, after the, the crucifixion and, and given that name. But anyway, I, I just found that an interesting tidbit. Um, does anybody else have any insights or, or things that they um, uh, came to as they were looking at the, the Bible dictionary entry for Jesus? Um, when I looked at it, um, hi everyone. <laughs> I didn't realize we were starting this early. I was like, oh crap. Um, when I was looking at it, I thought the same way that you were thinking, but then I was thinking everything about where, like how they say out of Nazareth, like the Christ child's born out of Nazareth and he's from, you know, like everything about his birth and everything was to the world seems so average. Like how could the Christ child, and that would be the same with his name. Like it's not this exuberant, exuberant name. It's like this average, you know? And then I remember hearing in seminary them saying, when my teacher, I don't know if this is true, but so my teacher taught us, that like everyone knew that the baby Jesus would be born from a woman named Mary. And so we, people named their, all their girls, Mary, like it was really a, a common name. And so i when I was reading, I thought, of course, it's just a common name. Like, it's not a, like this outstanding, like really different name. It's just a common because everything about Jesus is about faith and it's not to catch you. He's not going to catch your attention. It's not, you know, it just fits right with everything. Right. Mm -hmm. um, let me think. I just got to see what else. I wrote. I wrote something else. I don't know. I just felt like um, it's just, I don't know. I think that's all. I wrote something else, but I can't find it. But 
-hmm. Anyway, I thought this was really interesting. And then that next chapter, holy moly. Oh, for, so for Sunday? Yeah. On this oh, live so good. Yeah, so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so. yeah, a good one. But yeah, I, I like what you said on that. And um, it was interesting uh, coming from rural Malta, Idaho. I mean, we're... <laughs> There, we don't have a whole lot of names that are here, but um, when I went on my mission to Mexico, everyone's named Jesus and everyone's named Maria. And it was like, that seemed a little blasphemous to me at the, at the beginning, but now I realize how much they do it out of a reverence and, and respect for, for God. And, you know, it's, it's cool to name after that. And, but yeah, it, it's just kind of interesting, like what you were saying there, um, that isn't it in an Isaiah chapter, which it, it's referring to the Davidic servant, not Christ, but um, that his, there's nothing um, super stand out about his appearance, no mm -hmm. uh, beauty that we should want or, or desire after it. Um, but uh, what I, I need to memorize my, my Isaiah better, but um, uh, that translated to his name too, you know, that maybe it's just an average name and uh people are wondering what's special about this guy from from nazareth but yeah so uh popping over uh, and feel free any newbies or whatever like feel free to interrupt me i get talking and, and jabbering so <laughs> you just gotta fight for some time <laughs> but um uh, moving on to Christ here, I found a lot of interesting uh, things in, in this entry. It says that the anointed in Greek or Messiah, Mashiach in Hebrew, and Jesus, who is called the Christ, is the firstborn of the Father in the spirit and the only begotten of the Father in the flesh. He is Jehovah and was foreordained to his great calling in the grand councils before the world was. He was born of Mary at Bethlehem, lived a sinless life, and wrought out a perfect atonement for all mankind by the shedding of his blood and his death on the cross. He rose from the grave and brought to pass the bodily resurrection of every living thing and the salvation and exaltation of the faithful. He is the greatest being to be born on this earth, the perfect example, and all religious things should be done in his name. He is the Lord of Lord, king of kings, the creator, the savior, the God of the whole earth, the captain of our salvation, the bright and morning star. He is in all things, above all things, through all things, and round about all things. He is Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. His name is above every name and is the only name under heaven by which we can be saved. He will come again in power and glory to dwell on the earth and will stand as judge of all mankind at the last day. And so anyway, what, what stood out to everyone in this section? I had like, cause it's only one page. And so I was like, oh, I gotta get some questions to start some discussions here and stuff. So I was really trying to, to hinge on every single word here. And man, I, I think that I had a, a huge transformational change just knowing the name of Christ and, and what that looks like. But I, I want to hear from everyone else. Like what stood out to you in that section and um, what questions do you have or, or what was answered for you? I think for me, like the, the creator, the savior, the God of the whole earth, and then the, um, 
what's that called the living Christ where it's like, um, without him, nothing would be as it is or whatever. Let me, mm -hmm. I, I have to sing it to be able to say it. There's a song <laughs> the living Christ. Yeah. without <laughs> him, nothing, um, would be made that is made like nothing would be the way it is without him. Nothing would be because he created everything and he is everything and he saves everything. He's everything. Like there's nothing, not one part of our life. We wouldn't even be here without him. He's everything. Mm -hmm. Like that's incomprehensible in my brain, but without him, nothing would be been made. So it's like, I don't know. I think that's so big. Our little peewee brains don't really know how to, you know, we have this veil in front of us that we don't even, we don't, do you know what I mean? You can't even mm -hmm. comprehend it. Yeah. It's kind of like thinking about who Heavenly Father's father is. Like, it's just too big. <laughs> it's like, just don't question. go there. But we have to realize that, like, really, we we would be nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So um, one of the questions that uh, came up for me was, um, was Christ called by that name all throughout his life? Or did that come after or... Like at what point, because like we know that, that Jesus is his like birth name, his given name, you know, the angel Gabriel uh, helped reveal that what his name should be. But, but is Christ more of a title rather than a given name? And if so, when did he receive it? And, and what implications does that have? Does it have um, more to it than that like anyway i i had that question and my mom was like all knowledgeable she was answering those questions left and right <laughs> for me yesterday but um have any of you studied that before um the 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 title of christ and uh when did he receive that and insights there i shouldn't uh, <laughs> name my mom <laughs> now everybody's gonna be quiet <laughs> yeah. Darlene, you're up to back. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. I'll own it. Um I I've given this in a few classes before, so it's gonna be a repeat to some of you, but it I started really thinking about this and I, I kind of hate to say where I got it from because I don't really like to go um but, but anyway, when uh, O'Reilly used to have his news show, <laughs> he um, he was doing those series of books like uh, Killing Lincoln, Killing Kennedy, Killing Jesus. And he said he had a researcher helping him. And he's come up with the fact that uh, that the Christ is never mentioned before the atonement. And, um, and so that made me go into a, a deeper study of that because I wanted to find out what is that. And then I, if you notice like the book by James E. Talmage's Jesus the Christ, it's, it's more like a title or an office. And, um, and I, I feel like it's that he earned that title and uh, because he saved us by doing the atonement for us. And uh, so we're able to be uh, saved 
because through the atonement, we can uh, repent and uh, have our sins washed away. And also uh, the resurrection, uh, we're able to be, we will be resurrected. And so I think it, that title came or office, whichever it is, came at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like, so it comes after the atonement. Does it come like after the resurrection as well? Or is it um, kind of like a, we talk a lot about Mount of Transfiguration as him receiving the keys in order to complete the atonement, right? But um, is that when he received the title of Christ or is it like, after the whole culmination, that's when the, the title is given. Yeah, um, I don't know. Crowned as king and stuff. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Very interesting. But but also, looking just purely at the word, right, that we get here in Bible Dictionary, in Greek, it means the anointed, and, and also the Hebrew means that as well. But um, Mashiach is an anointing, so it kind of makes sense that it's like an earthly title or, or office. Like he wouldn't have necessarily received that title in pre-mortality prior to having a body and being able to be anointed. And anyway, uh, that brought about some different connotations and, and things as well, where an anointing, um, how we perform those today and what that looks like. And, um, what is the, the admonition uh, not speaking ill of the Lord's anointed, right? Um, is that purely referring to, to Christ or um, is there, there more to it than, than that? Anyway, I, I had like all of these questions coming up out of this like simple couple little paragraphs here. But, um. I loved where it says that he wrought out a perfect atonement. So right off the heels of lectures on faith, right? Where we studied about character perfections and attributes that attributes are, are in and of themselves, but perfections are just attributes taken to their perfect form. And so there's an atonement, but when we uh, use the term perfect atonement, it kind of denotes that there are lesser atonements or proxy uh, salvation on lower levels, but, but his is the ultimate, his is the, the perfect atonement. And um, the implications, like, I don't know if I would have necessarily understood that without uh, a knowledge or basis in Isaiah and the ladder to heaven and, and all that. Um, but that means a lot more to me now, having come through that huge word study uh, during lectures. Yeah. Anything else that, that stood out to y'all in there? Oh, hi, I have a question. My name is Jaja Greenberg. Hello. Hello. I've, I'm curious, did you say that Jesus received the keys to the atonement? So that's what I've understood, but um, now that you, you say that, like, can I pinpoint exactly where I've heard that or uh, point out a, a scripture and stuff? Uh, my brain just went blank, but I, I have heard that, that uh, 
the Mount of Transfiguration is him receiving his ordinance and, and calling from the Father in order to complete the atonement. But does anybody else have, have a reference on that or, or anything? But that's what I've understood. Wow, that, that's really deep. I mean, he's the only one besides, I, I imagine, Heavenly Father who would have keys to the atonement. It's so huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that is huge. And I mean, look at the day that we're studying this on. I mean, this is the day of atonement. This is the day of Mount Transfiguration uh, when they went oh. up on the, the mount. And um, wasn't it Peter that said, uh, when he saw Moses and Elijah, and he's like, oh, should should we make some booths? Should, should we make Sukkot uh, to, 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 to dwell in? Because we are here on the Day of Atonement witnessing the fulfillment, well, the first fulfillment of the Day of Atonement um, when he uh, receives all of that and everything. Like, I, there's wow. nothing fundamental, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and I did have another question just whenever if it, if it comes up, but just in terms of um, Jesus being the only begotten son, I've seen different definitions and I'm, I'm just trying to distinguish us from Jesus and in terms of he's our spirit brother. And so I'm, I, I'm but he's, he's half God and half flesh, and, and, and maybe that means the begotten, but then what are we? Mm -hmm. we're, not, we're not half God yet. Maybe that's the distinction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, it, so as we are all spirit children of, of heavenly parents, right? And yes. so our spirits are our literal offspring in a, our, from our spirit bodies. But as far as uh, physical mortal bodies, that was uh, the only begotten of the Father, um, being Christ Jesus, as he's born to Mary and overshadowed by the Spirit in that, um, <clears throat> as Catholics call it, the Immaculate Conception. But um, as we as we know from um, here, right, that um, he is the firstborn in the spirit, so he's our elder brother spiritually, but then he um, is actually born of a, a god and a mortal, uh, Mary. But yeah, I think that that has a, a lot of, of power behind it, and um, as we take a look at um, lineages and, and things like that, that yeah. um, Many of the, the Latter-day Saints are, um, I mean, they used to talk about this in, in early general conferences a lot, that many are the, the offspring that Christ was married, and, and many are the, the literal offspring of, of Christ yeah. and Mary, but, um, you know, yeah. that may or may not be, but I, I firmly believe in it, <laughs> but that we are partial gods in, in that kind of a sense, um, so taking him as half mortal, half God, and, and we as, as divine offspring down the generations have, have a piece of that. So it's just, I mean, I don't want to belabor this, but just because I'm kind of slow. So um, we're, we're spirit children and we did come down in the flesh, but Jesus is different because he 
oh, he's the firstborn. So that right there is key, being the firstborn. That's yeah. And okay. so um, as we're talking like in a Hebrew context, right, where um, the, uh, what's the firstborn <laughs> all of a sudden? The birthright. Um, so the, the birthright son has a double portion of the responsibility to take care of the rest of the children and the, the mother in, in the absence of the father kind of a thing. And so um, that firstborn, so he's the birthright son in that sense. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, let's go Leslie and then Alethea. Um, I was an escort for my sister going into the temple and, and they talked about, they were, you know, they teach um, learning about another thing remember what that's called when they if they talk to you um it was cool she was it was just her and so it was very personal and about it was the um um no evil speaking of the lord's anointed um yeah it was it was very clearly taught that that's anybody that's been anointed in the temple of our God. And I've heard so many people refer to that and thinking it's only, you know, the, um, the leaders of our church or, or somebody like the church, how, how different it is than that and how It just really changes the perspective a lot of things. Mm -hmm. When when truly believing it that that's how it is. So mm -hmm. yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, let's go Alethea and then Christine. And Alethea, you look like you're in Island Park, are you? Well, I'm I'm here. I'm here for quite a while. <laughs> so. Um, okay, so first off, I have two things. First is I just have had this question for for a while. Okay, there we go. I keep freezing. So I don't know. Anyway, um, how did God, Christ become God in the spirit? Because that goes against, like, that's not the path for everyone. So why, why is that? But I think my next question may be related to that. So I'm going to ask that. So I'm taking Old Testament class at BYU, Idaho. And all day long, I've been reading um, about... Jacob, Israel, and then I started reading the Exodus with Moses and all of that. What has struck me is how many um, of the birthright sons actually were not the firstborn. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. Um, which then they were the they got the birthright because of their righteousness. 
So then that begs the question, was Christ really the firstborn or did he step into that role mm -hmm. as the birthright son? And we see that with so many, like, that was the case. Moses, Aaron was older than Moses. Jacob was not the firstborn. Uh, Joseph wasn't the firstborn. Ephraim wasn't the firstborn. Um, and Nephi wasn't the first. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So then it kind of makes me wonder if... Um, if it's more a title than an actual literal firstborn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially as we're studying titles and, and things here, yeah, it brings up that question. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know if that has to do with Christ becoming a God in the spirit. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That could sure um, be one reason that Lucifer would be super not happy especially <laughs> if he was older than christ right mm -hmm. or born before spiritually born before christ yeah i hadn't thought about that so anyway just kind of my thought on being the firstborn mm -hmm. definitely was the firstborn in the flesh but i don't know if he was the firstborn in the spirit if that was just a title mm -hmm. Yeah, I've wondered about that too. Uh, <laughs> I I can't remember when it was. It was probably like three or four years ago, wasn't it, Mom? I was like, what about this? And you're like, absolutely not. No way. <laughs> and then it, that sent me on my own journey of trying to figure that out and stuff. And I don't know, here's just some interesting questions to, to look for as we are going through the scriptures. But when the birthright is forfeited by anyone and, and assumed by another sibling, does that title transfer like the actual firstborn because birthright transfers but um there i don't know does the the actual title um transfer in in that case or does the firstborn still retain it but in a fallen degree and um when a, a birthright is forfeited can it be reclaimed and what is the process of of doing yeah. so anyway that led me on lots of little tangent studies and, and things that um will be fun as you go along <laughs> i was gonna say so tell us a little bit <laughs> well from what i'm not like a huge gospel scholar and this was like what four or five years ago but like from what i could find that i don't think that the the title is transferable if you're the firstborn you are the firstborn and um but it a forfeited birthright can be reclaimed. There is a process that that goes through, but um, uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I'm not remembering all of the the scriptures that that pointed out. Um, but I know, like in uh, Jacob and Esau's case, like a good deep study of that one is is kind of the type um, of of all of those. But but yeah, study in in into Leveret law and um, there in Leviticus. Um, and studying what the role of a birthright son is and anyway yeah <laughs> i don't i don't have a whole lot more begs the question then do we take on the title of firstborn when we become partakers of the church of the firstborn yeah 
that that's a great question i haven't pondered that one before and is that title forfeited when you don't partake of the church of the firstborn mm-hmm. hmm. yeah uh, uh, <laughs> i gave everyone else an assignment now that's mine yeah <laughs> i'm gonna have to go look that one up uh, very interesting <laughs> i'm just saying i don't know i'm just it just makes me wonder mm-hmm. um and that's the thing, like, that's what's great about the scriptures. Sometimes studying, like, the most basic things or what we consider to be basic, there's a lot of paradoxes that we need to wrestle through. And, and it's just fun always um, learning and, and growing and asking questions. I love that. Yeah, but come on, somebody needs the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well that's gonna be everyone's homework and then we'll we'll come back and do that for for Sundays because <laughs> yeah I I don't know <laughs> well uh, yeah let's go with Christine and then with Stefan uh-huh. hi I'm new here thanks for having me <laughs> yeah. hey just I just wanted to back up a little bit we were talking about uh you know, Jesus and his name and also uh, Christ. And in my thinking about that, I think Christ, uh, Jesus was his name, but Christ became what we would classify as his title. Um, the first time that was actually referenced in the scriptures was when the angel appeared to the shepherds in Luke. And um, uh, what did she say? Uh, For unto us a child is born. Uh, Jesus, and, and she says, Jesus the Christ. I could look it up real quick. But anyway, that's where it was first referenced was um, the, the title Christ was first referenced from the angel telling the shepherds, which is interesting that the shepherds are the first one to, to hear that mm-hmm. kind of um, symbolic. Yeah. So I just wanted to show that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm writing that in. Thank you. Yeah, Stefan. So I have a comment here that really kind of um, jumped out at me. It was um, talking about the atonement in Christ. It was in the pre, in this premortal setting that Christ volunteered, voluntarily entered into a covenant with the Father, agreeing to enhance the moral agency of humankind, even as he atoned for their sins, and he returned to the Father all honor and glory for such selflessness. Um, so I thought it was really interesting that this was a covenant that he made in the pre-existence, right? Mm-hmm. And then it talks about also, so I'm quoting basically from uh, Encyclopedia Mormonism, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, was authorized and sanctioned by the First Presidency. So, um, the infinite atonement of Christ, he is the only begotten of the Father and therefore possessed the attributes of Godhood. You were talking about why was he a God, right? For that reason. Number three, he was the only one sufficiently humble and willing in the pre-mortal council, which I just read about the covenant there, right? Mm -hmm. To be foreordained to that service. And then, of course, we've all heard this before. But in short, the atonement has universal, infinite, and unconditional consequences for all mankind throughout 
the duration of all eternity. Well, yeah. So that's pretty powerful, right? It is. That um sorry, that <laughs> what's the, the book you're something yeah something Mormon, dictionary. I'm looking at encyclopedia, encyclopedia. Uh, of Mormonism yeah. under atonement of Jesus Christ. It has some amazing references and, and things in there. I yep. really need to crack that open more often. Yeah, Terry. <laughs> oh, do we have a page on that? I'd like to study that, if you don't mind. Yes, we do. Thank you. Um, we have pages number 83, the bottom, and flipping over to page 84. Thank you so much. Totally. <laughs> And then I'm typing that in chat, so we have that for later too. But yeah, what, that's an amazing one. Um, yeah, Alethea, is that another hand, or was it from before? I forgot to look. And and I'm trying everything. I don't know why my computer just keeps freezing up. Okay, it is not Abraham; it's Moses. Um, so I want to go to Moses. That's what I've been trying to pull up. Mm -hmm. Um in the pre-existence it was moses that told us about the um war in heaven right and the uh let's see is it moses one is either moses or abraham i'm thinking it's abraham i'm gonna do it on my phone not my computer because i really want to share this and just maybe ask some more questions mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. I know it was at the end because I no, it can't be Moses. It has to be Abraham because I read Abraham last week. I read Abraham last week in my class and um, and I was like, why didn't they assign us the reading out of the Pearl of Great Price? And mm -hmm. so I went and read it. Um, Darn it. Was it Moses or Abraham? So like Abraham chapter three uh, talks about pre-earth life, foreordination, and the creation. Okay. I'm just reading like chapter headings and stuff here. Yeah, maybe it's three. And I know, okay. Okay, yes, it is three. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go to... Um, like verse 22. So the Lord God showed unto me Abraham the intelligences that were organized before the world was. And among all these, there were noble and great ones. And God saw these souls that they were good, and he stood in the midst of them. And he said, these I will make my rulers. For he stood among them that were spirits, and he saw that they were good. And he said unto me, Abraham, thou art one of them that was chosen before thou was born. So here we have God talking, right? Mm -hmm. And there stood one among them that was like unto God. Who would be likened to God? Christ, right? Yeah. So one stood among them that was likened to God, and he said unto those who were with him, we will go down for there is space there, and we'll take of these materials, and we'll make an earth whereon these may dwell, and we'll prove them herewith to see if they do all things whatsoever the Lord God shall command them. And they who keep their first estate, da-da-da, okay. So 27, and the Lord said... So we have Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ talking. Whom shall I send? And they're likened to the Son of Man. 
even the heading says that that's Jesus Christ, but how could Jesus Christ, his title is the son of man. So who is answering that's likened to the son of man? If we have heavenly father and Jesus Christ talking and one person says, here am I, send me. Which made me ponder who else would it be? Who came down first? Was this Michael? Interesting. Yeah, I'm just reading. And, was, and then Satan said, Lucifer said, here I am, send me. And the Lord said, I will send the first. Was that the plan of Lucifer to come down as Adam and completely come down as the Adam and completely thwart the plan as the first man? I don't know something I've been pondering because what I'm reading here and the words used and the titles don't necessarily jive with what the heading says. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, like where you started, was he? Was it 22? Yeah, 22. Okay, so now the Lord had shown unto me and then, and God saw, so like it's, it's interchanging. Yeah, is it inner titles? And then, and then in 25, it combines them, Lord their God. And then it says, one likened to the Son of Man. Well, that's a title that we use for Christ. This mm -hmm. person was the Son of Man. He was like him. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting. How well, I'd like to add something to that, Alicia. Okay. Um, Neoi Maxwell said that. For, uh, we, for we went down there and we, we went there because there was space there. We don't talk about this much, but this was deliberate where our solar system, where our earth and everything is put. Uh-huh. What I thought was really an interesting thought when you think about it. This isn't by chance. This was deliberate. Right. Yeah. Right. It was all deliberate. And... And then that makes me wonder, was that Lucifer's plan to thwart, to come down as Michael? And when that didn't work, he gave the fruit, enticed Eve, came down to tempt and entice, again, trying to thwart the plan by usurping Heavenly Father's power to give the fruit. I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Was that his plan? I'm going to have to dive into Abraham and, and really take time to ponder all the nuances and, and things in there again no because when i read that title it was i went back up and read it and it said um let's see oh i'm off oh i'm looking at the wrong one that's why up at the top the description says that the redeemer choosing the redeemer and this like he learns of the pre-earth life coordination the creation and the choosing of a redeemer I'm just having a little bit of trouble reconciling that because that's not how it reads to me. Mm -hmm. But I'm also, I don't know. It's not something I'm stuck on. It's just something I have been thinking about and pondering, which then puts Christ in an even greater role in the plan of salvation because he, it was his plan with the father. Like he kind of presented the plan as I'm the one that's going to go down. Mm -hmm. Who will be the first to go down? 
Not who will go down as the redeemer. It's almost like he was already chosen. Um, <coughs> so I don't know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, thanks for burning it up because <laughs> I didn't know that I needed to go back and, and study it. But yeah, that, that Abraham chapter three, there's a lot of different paradoxes in there. I've read through it with a question mark over my head, but since we've spent a little bit of time focusing on it, I have more question marks now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so, I mean, what we've learned through all of our other book clubs, right, of the, the power of questions and, and paradoxes as we, uh, anytime that you come across something that seems a little bit contradictory or, or something that means that that is a mystery that, that God has in store for us if we will choose to to learn it and, and receive it and so yeah like taking time now and for, I mean I'm talking personally right of of going through and asking the Lord hey what is here for me right now is there a greater light and knowledge that I can have and what is it how do I what lack I yet in order to receive it and uh, just taking time and wrestling through it. Um, it, it it's a fun process, <laughs> gospel learning. It, it's hard sometimes, but <laughs> like right now, I'm like, I had no idea that I didn't know the, the basics of it. And like, hmm, I'm, I'm going to have to go through and, and do word studies and um, yeah, comparisons and all of that through, through that third chapter of Abraham there. The good thing is that as you do this, you let it strengthen your testimony, not, mm -hmm. not it right. And yeah. be willing and humble enough to learn, to grow and even throw things out that you might say, oh, this isn't, this isn't what the path I thought I was going down. This isn't a right path. And that's okay. That's mm -hmm. how we learn and grow. And I just want to share something kind of interesting in my study today of Joseph I didn't realize this, but Joseph gets a new name from Pharaoh. And so I actually did a word search on Mr. Google and to find out what, what that name meant. And it was like revealer of mysteries. There was a whole bunch of different things. And I just thought that was super interesting because isn't that what we're looking for is the mysteries to be revealed. And it just shows that um, when we, when we search, we can find those answers and and we have to be humble enough to accept them um whether we like it or not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know and that's and that's the that's the challenge that we have as mortals right so anyway sorry my camera keeps freezing and so i just turned it off so <laughs> i prefer to have it on but i'm not trying to hide from you guys <laughs> you're good <laughs> yeah very interesting questions i love it Um, let's see. What's my got here? Hey, I have something else I'd like to read. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This may let's shed some light on some of the things we talked about. Uh, this is some page 724 uh, of E through M in Mormonism Encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. In the pre-mortal life, Jesus Christ was the main, uh, Jesus Christ, whose main title was Jehovah was the firstborn spirit child of God, the father, and the eldest brother and preeminent above all other spirit children of uh, God. 
the first estate, he became more intelligent than all of his spirits, like um, one likened to God. They give some, you know, scriptures and served as a representative of the Father in the creation of the worlds without number. So that kind of answers a few questions that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. And uh, that's on page 724. 724, okay. I find like names so interesting, right? Where uh, when we take a, a look at anybody's name, like Alethea was just saying about uh, Joseph of Egypt's new name and how aptly they named their children back then. And, you know, they, they had great consequence, but it makes me wonder, like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Where did we understand um, these uh, names to mean what they mean because of those people and how they lived their life? Or was those uh, concepts already in their mind and they named their children that? Um, like up here in... Uh, the, the section for Jesus, it talks about um, that he received the name from his earthly father, Joseph, um, under the direction of angel Gabriel, but it was at his circumcision. So they waited as, as Jewish children until eight days after their birth, where, you know, nowadays pops out, you give it a name, right? <laughs> Versus back then you waited eight days to, to really ponder and, and name that child appropriately and these names mean like massive important missions that they're going to perform and I don't know it was just it brought more questions than than answers but um that going back to President Nelson's talk uh, didn't we study this one I can't remember I think we did um but it was back in the 80s and it's called what's in a name it is like one of the best talks that he's ever given but the importance of naming our children appropriately and um, looking at the scriptural patterns of doing so. Anyway, it, I highly recommend that talk, but um, it, it just made me wonder, even about Jesus's name, why wait until the, the circumcision, the eight days, and um, to, to even go about doing that? Anyway, I'm just rambling at this point, but it's just interesting. What's in a name and uh, where does that come from and how we can make our names great or we can um, destroy our names, right? Um, if we do not honor and, and walk up to our covenants and, and things. You always surprise me, Cameron. You come up with something <laughs> that I've been thinking about. Yeah. I've been pondering names the past two days and how to live up to a good name and here you are bringing it up. <laughs> it's amazing there's no coincidences right like all of these different things we're all on the same <laughs> wavelength and uh, things uh, it's funny how that happens isn't it amazing <laughs> um so uh, just kind of wrapping up um, this section of, of our study. So we will be studying, if you have the workbook, um, it's pages two through, through 19. And if you don't have the workbook, I do have um, those 
those few pages scanned in and on Learning Zion under uh, week two. Um, so those will be for this next Sunday. Um, our schedule's kind of <laughs> crazy, but I'm sure we'll get used to it. But um, so next Sunday, we'll be studying those 20 pages. It's kind of a, a heavy uh, workload, but uh, like Kathy said, it's, it's so good. There's a lot of amazing things um, as we kind of take a comprehensive uh, bird's eye view of Christ's life. And I think it's a, a perfect way, um, both tonight's and Sunday's, to, to really dive in to our topical guide study of Jesus Christ to come to know him better. Uh, I, it's just been so fun going through lectures on faith and then diving right into this because we're studying Christ. We're studying deity, getting to know him so that we can actually receive the blessings that lectures, you know, brings out. And uh, anyway, it's so fun. Hey, can Stefan repeat that one part that he read about being the first spirit child and more intelligent than the other children? Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> I took notes, but then I can't remember where you said you so, found it. There's another one that I just read to on page 728 called Firstborn in the Spirit. That's really explicit also. Um, but let's see, uh, where did I read this from? Was that um, the first one that he read or the second one that he read? Do you remember, Kathy? That was the second one I read. Second actually. one, so it's on page 724. Yeah, that one just, it really was amazing. So 724, here we go. Yeah, so in the pre-warner life, Jesus Christ, whose main title was Jehovah, was the firstborn in the spirit, and thus the elder. Um, you know, uh, brother and preeminent above all of the spirit children of God. In the first estate, he became the more intelligent than all other spirits, one likened to God, and served as a representative of the Father in the creation of the worlds without number. So then that I was, the and that's, what's that? So that all happened in the spirit world before. Right together in the spirit world he was one with god then right and then in 728 i just read latter-day saints believe that the eldest and firstborn spirit child of god is jehovah and he is he who was later born in the physical body to mary as jesus christ that is jehovah the old testament became jesus christ of the new testament when he was born in mortality huh and then they give a whole bunch of scriptures as to why he's the firstborn. So, I mean, you know, obviously this was written many years ago. And who knows you know, where we stand oh, who's today. The who's the author of the encyclopedia? Um, it was Psychopedia Mormonism was given out to CES to oh. various authors. And then okay. all compiled by um, Ludlow, Dan Ludlow. And all of it was sanctioned and read over and um, sanctioned yeah. by the first presidency. Can you still buy that? Or is that only given to teachers? Mm, don't know. I would think yeah. you did. The book has some, I know. Yeah. Time I was there. Wow. It's, a, it's a four volume set. And it was built originally to give to universities and the libraries. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. 
Elle posted a, a link to yeah. um, the, the page of that. Like, it's just a website that has the whole encyclopedia oh, okay. on there. Yeah, that's why I wanted to know what, Stefan, what category he was reading from, because it's not paged like that online. So I wondered what the topic heading was. Oh, yeah. So that's a, that's a great question. So um, <clears throat> this page 724 is under uh, Jesus Christ overview. <laughs> And then 728 is under the firstborn in the spirit. Okay, thank you. Under Jesus Christ. Thank you. Yeah, great question. Amazon has the four volumes set for $99 right now. Hmm. That's a good price. Yeah, I think yeah, they only have, don't have paid, any other books to buy. I, I paid three <laughs> times that. Thanks <laughs> for making my day, Stephen. <laughs> I wish my Amazon cart was empty. <laughs> I know. They, they also have one for 320. All right. Since we're going, you might as well just go for the whole thing, right? <laughs> How don't we find the lowest bid here? <laughs> I love that. We need to live closer together so that we can all just like just share our own Cameron's books. We don't need books. We can just borrow from Cameron. You could just put one of those little book mobile little little. I would like, love to. You know the little mailbox things. You could just have yeah. your own Cameron, and we'll just yeah. drop by and pick it up. Pick it up. Yep. <laughs> we'll just all move to Malta. Yeah. Come on. Let's do it. Yeah. And we, because our in-person study groups get a lot more intense. You know, like <laughs> we're not recording it. It's it's an all out. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, is, mother, you had that, your Sorry. That why you have scars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they arm wrestle. <laughs> so we would really we wrestle doubling? with the paradoxes. <laughs> would we be doubling the, uh, the population of Malta if we all moved there? Yeah. Yes, exactly. man. We're at, what 170 something this year so yep well they say it's good to wrestle with the spirit you know yep. <laughs> he takes it for real like yep. he's really wrestling <laughs> how far are you from the temple from twin falls uh is our the one we're assigned to it's an hour 20 minutes uh the burley one is a lot closer uh being built it's like what 35 40 Depends oh, on if you get caught behind a tractor or not. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Good for you. Let's <laughs> see, Mother, did you have something you had your hand up a while back? Well, I don't know. I, I was thinking I'd say this, and then we got, you know, a long ways from this. But back when we was talking about uh, how Christ was half immortal and and half mortal and it needed to be that because he needed he wouldn't have been able to rot the atonement um as a mortal just be it'd be just too much for him um so that was necessary and then needed the earthly mother so that he could die because as an immortal he couldn't die so it was through his mother that he was able to die and then bring forth the resurrection. I was just thinking of that. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. So <laughs> with our new schedule, it's kind of weird. But anyway, we'll um, give everybody a five minute potty break, get, grab your snacks, your popcorn, whatever. If you're staying for the next hour, we're going to be studying Isaiah, the come follow me for, for this next week. Uh, I'm going to stop the recording and then we'll restart it as soon as we get back. But anyway, you can chat amongst yourselves or do whatever. <laughs> we'll take a just quick five minute break. <laughs> 